Okay, so De- Detective Sergeant Ditko is uh, willing to hear everything. How much are you actually going to tell him? I'm going to say 65%. Um, so there are going to be some things I'm excluding, um, primarily Mr. Jack, um, for reasons that are obvious, as well as I'm going to keep my knowledge about Chris in my back pocket. Um, and I'm not going to bring up Pyburn or any of the stuff that I know about that. But essentially everything else I'm laying out. Um, so I'm talking about the... Here, my problem is I don't know what he's going to understand of this. So I talk about the ship um, and the ghosts and then how there's this evil guy who tried to kill me um, Shadrach, and then I'm trying to think of like a timeline here. Yeah, basically just all of our misadventures without bringing up Mr. Jack. I know some of that's hard. And how many of those gaps are going to be filled in by Dez? Dez isn't sharing currently. She's letting Roe drive this. <laughs> Dez is still okay. very mad. Yes. But <laughs> I I do have... However, Ro if had... Mr. Jack or anything of that sort had come up, uh, there would have been stoppage from the Dez. Yes. Ro has faith in Dez that even when pissed, she can stand her ground. Um, and if Ro had overstepped, she would have said something in her explanation. Okay. So this guy is just sitting here. This guy who has been a real pain in your butt um, for a number of reasons. <laughs> Uh, it's just kind of sitting there taking this in and uh, as as you basically get to the point where you're like and that's basically where we're at now he just kind of looks at both of you and just sort of you know with that that thing that people do when they're obviously tired but trying to stay present in the moment where their eyes are partially lidded and kind of like you can see that it's not like a visible exertion to keep their eyes open, but you can tell that there is uh, it, it's it's an active thing on their part just from the sort of overall timbre of their expression. Uh, and he's just sort of looking between the two of you and wordlessly he walks around the island, goes to his refrigerator and pulls out a beer cracks it open on the side of his island and uh proceeds to start drinking it and then he's done drinking it all of it the whole thing and he just looks back at you both and uh well i did ask for that okay and he looks at des and goes i trust you more than her how much of that how much that's real it's real. Okay. How much sleep have you gotten this week? He uh he takes a swig from his empty bottle. Um basically doing that thing where you're just like getting the last little drops that you know are still in there, desperate to continue drinking whatever you had. Um and uh he just sort of hard sets that down to his right uh and looks back at you and goes Okay, well, the average 
amount of sleep I've gotten this week is uh, more than you'd think, but that's because the days where I uh, do more sleeping kind of offset the ones where I don't. You know, the days where I don't get out of bed. Or the ones where I do also don't get out of bed and I'm still not asleep. Uh, Ro is going to take a beat while they're talking to go into the cabinet that he keeps his, like, glasses in and get him some water and, like, slide it over to him. Um, And just, she's staring at him, making sure he's not, like, going to freak out. He just kind of, he lets you do that. This this person who is in his home <laughs> and uh, he is going to have to make a really quick alertness roll. And uh, he looks at you, Ro, mm-hmm. and uh, you just went unprompted to where he keeps his drinking glasses. Yes. And uh, just sort of looks at you do that and says, uh-huh. <laughs> You know what? Yep. Not. I am not even going to get mad at you for this. I could. I absolutely probably should. But uh, no, 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 not this time. No. (sighs) He takes a a drink of the water that you've given him and uh, he just sort of contemplates the water uh, in there. And he's like, is there? Okay. What's in this water, anyway? Like, is there something I should know about? Like, some magical nonsense in the water around here? N- not, not in drinking the water? straight from the harbor. Yeah, but, like, in the water, yeah, there's, like, ghosts and ships and ghost ships and sea monsters, but not in the water you're drinking, I'm pretty sure. Okay. There's this just pause as he contemplates that, and then proceeds to take a sip uh, from the water and then just sort of set it aside and he'll occasionally think about drinking more of it. Um, but uh, he he's just like, all right, so you've been in my house before. What, uh, why? Why? Because we know about Pyburn. There, he just, he takes a moment where he, uh, there's that like sort of comprehension that subtly plays across his face. Uh, and he looks at you without looking at you at all. Uh, very slowly taking a beat and saying, you, you know, you know about what, what happened, what that son of a bitch did. I don't fully, but I know what he's capable of. And does, does I do too. know he, he has a recording. Oh, and even yeah. though we are not friends, he was kind enough to share. Not that I asked. I suppose yeah. I, we should just be glad that you're not dead. No, no. Uh, that was never. That was never going to happen. Have you been? I'm not useful to him if I'm dead. Have you been like this since the recording? Since that happened? Well, uh, yes and no. Actually, Ro, mm-hmm. have I been like this? Since that happened? I'm not asking her. Rose is looking at him with confusion and a little bit of horror because she had been so careful. You gave it away by knowing exactly where his drinking glasses were. He put two and two together. He's a detective. I also keep cups in my cabinet. I could go to anyone's house and figure it out. (laughs) 
the thing is that what you described to me was that you <sighs> went to the right yeah, one and just took a glass out. Yeah. It, that w- uh, yeah. It wasn't, there was no confusion. There was no, like, I open I cabinets until I find this. I know. And yeah. <sighs> um, okay. Yeah. Your own petard. <laughs> I've been hoisted. hoisted also, you were. I do want to mention uh, that when it was mentioned that she had been in this house before, Albion had to physically bite back the urge to be like, what the <laughs> fuck on his end of the phone? <laughs> He's having a time over there. Uh, yeah. What the hell is she doing? Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, he just, he looks at you and goes, relax, I just put two and two together. I, if it helps, I never knew, but no, I've been, it's not but, been good. Yeah, you're not on the force anymore. You are in this depressive limbo. You're barely mm-hmm. surviving, it seems. I mean, what's your plan? This isn't you. Oh, <laughs> this isn't me. I remember one of our first conversations. You are a protector at heart. <sighs> and if this city needs you, what are you doing here? What's your plan? Have you ever have you ever wondered about me? This person, this this husk sitting here in front of you, and about how he's not, you know, lieutenant, second lieutenant, captain, anything above regular old detective sergeant. Look at look at look at how long I've been on this planet. How long I have been dedicating my life to trying to protect the people of Burlington and how I haven't I haven't advanced I've been a detective sergeant for a long time and it's not for it's not for want it's not for not wanting to move up so you can assume that you know who I am based on our limited encounters that's fine but uh there's a lot more there's a lot more Ditko than you and you have uh, really known. Yes, and one there person is. Who, one person who does know that quite well is Agent Pyburn. And you survived it. You have witnessed unimaginable terrors and horrors. And it's not a small thing coming from a literal fear-based energy vampire. Okay? You saw it and you survived. That's not a small thing. You don't know what he did. Maybe your nightmares are also my nightmares. No. You, no, no, no. I didn't start at this place. Fear? He uses fear? Like Michelangelo uses a chisel. He takes the parts away from you until all that's left is the statue he wants to sculpt out of you. What are you going to do with the pieces he's left then, hmm? I need you to understand right now that what he did, he used his resources, his connections, both in the FBI and wherever the fuck else he is, because God knows he's apparently got some real fucking serious connections on your guys' side of things. And he found out everything that there was to know about me. He knows the answer to that little riddle I posed to you earlier. 
and he made sure that I knew that he knew. Do you know why? You want me to tell you? You wanna you wanna get into me? The deep the personal politics of me and the kind of person that I am? You guys know that that uh Castellanos kid. I know you do, because I went down in the parlor, happened to run into you group, your group there. Chris was there too, I remember. You know, having your little little chats and your little sidebars and all that. You know, have you ever met Chris? Like, how well do you know Chris? Have you gotten to meet any of her family? The one remaining member of her family in this town? What Ro knows her better than I do. What does Chris have to do with this? Hmm? Oh, so you you definitely haven't talked to Chris's mom. All right. Yeah, cool. Yeah, because if you had... You, <laughs> Tell me where to find her, I will. He just shakes his head. Just shakes his head no and says, No, you don't you don't need to hear it from her. I took I took a uh, a strong personal interest in uh in Miss Castellanos and um after some things happened I was some terrible things happened around around those two and uh, I was trying my hardest to investigate, figure out what it was about why the people close to Chris seemed to just kinda be disappearing sometimes and uh what you call my protective streak there you know uh kind of turned a little it turned into obsession okay they'll cover up pretty much whatever they need to to keep it out of the public eye just as long as you're willing to play ball you know be you don't want to make a scene you don't want to make a scandal you just don't advance in the ranks you keep doing the job that you do Nobody needs to press any stalking charges. Nobody needs to talk about harassment. No one needs to file a restraining order. And then you all get to continue living your little separate lives. And then, decade, more, later, some stranger comes into your life on account of these people around you, and uh, he basically makes the same deal with you. No one needs to think you're crazy. No one needs to have it explained to them what happened in that in that interrogation room you don't need to lie you don't need to make up a cover story you just gotta keep being your useful little self but this time for me he knew he knew everything I'd ever done wrong everything that the department let slide whatever it needed to be keep me doing my job trying to keep me out there keeping you people like you safe so is that the man who you expected is that the man you knew that you were talking to right now? Hey, if you know all that about me, then you and Pyburn are great friends, I'm sure. No. Yeah, that's do what you, I thought. Do you, do you still care about them? Of course I care about them. I just, I had to long ago accept that I uh, couldn't really do anything about it. I tried to be, I tried to be a part of their lives and, well, I got in my own way. What does Pyburn have you doing? You know, I, uh, Kind of turned that on you too, Des. I couldn't figure you out. I, I don't know how much of that me actually forgetting, me forgetting that you took that and said it was yours. I don't know how much of that was genuine anymore. How much of that was me just trying to figure out who you were, trying to have a reason, something to investigate, I guess. But, uh, and what, you how, find? what does he have me doing? What does he have me doing? Yeah. Don't tell I'm me he's on his way here. No. 
no, no. He uh, he just has his eyes are just absolutely filling with with tears and they start to spill over what he has me doing. I can't talk about Albion knows this very well. What now? Albion from Ro's pocket. Just <clears throat> Ro. <laughs> You're not going to be. Give no. him the phone. Ro, Ro can't hear that. Um, no, Ro's denying this. Um, instead. Uh, excuse um, me. I have a class feature <laughs> where I could show up in a scene without needing to tag a fate that point. Is, that is fair. I guess he's going to be very confused why you're on the phone for probably like an hour. Just um, um, as as a little voice of Albion pops up, he just goes, he just sort of looks around very confused and is like, that's not one of my regular hallucinations. You brought your friends here? What the fuck? I'm on Ro- the phone, Ditko. <laughs> Ro forgot to hang up. Ro takes her phone out of her pocket and slides it to like the middle of the island. Um, he yeah. looks at you more suspicious than maybe he's <laughs> ever looked at you, and you once handed him a library card with a fake name. Call it insurance. <sighs> yeah, okay. You're you're your father's kid, sure. Pick up the phone, Ditko. But it's just on. It's in. It's on speakerphone. No, I need you to pick this. I need him to pick this oh. up and take it off a of speaker. Also, Ro is terribly hurt by that dad comment. Hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it's almost like it's your trouble. Um, but uh, Ditko, uh, with a little bit of a tremble, picks up the phone and goes, "All right, Harry Potter name." We're back to here, huh? Is that where we're starting this conversation? Just wanted to wanted you to know that I, it was me for sure. Oh no, I, I remember. Someone you you ran into a fake me once, remember? Oh, yeah. You know what? Actually in retrospect, yeah, no, that's not a bad call. Um but yeah, Ditko, I know what Pavern told you. Before you say anything, trust me when I say I know. He told me to. What two words? Give me those two words so that I'll know. The Venatorium Brorum. What? Oh, okay. You, okay. Okay. And uh, he just kind of breaks down at that moment. And uh, he is currently non-communicative. Um, he's, he's just kind of sobbing a little bit uh actually more than a little bit uh he's just sort of on that island um and you know just face in buried like in his hands and uh there there's just this completely unanticipated moment of of catharsis and just a lot of grief and emotions that are just sort of happening in this person in in ditko and uh it's it's a long moment before he's even able to speak again and uh he he's he's not saying anything at the moment it's just kind of processing a lot i don't i as a rule don't particularly like cops and i know you and i have never been friends but we probably never will be but i understand i believe you and you are not dealing with this knowledge alone. 
Uh, okay. I, I always knew that there were clearly more people. I mean, somebody had to tell him about it, but... Yeah, fuck him, though. The fact that... No. L listen, it's somehow knowing that someone that I actually know... We don't even need to bother with trust necessarily right now, but at least somebody that I know knows what's going on. Knows what I've been subjected to and become a part of. <laughs> Ditko, he should never have made that choice for you. What he did to you, what he made you know, that is unfucking forgivable And I am, I mean this, I am so sorry this happened to you. You should have had a choice in the matter. You deserved that. I'm sorry. But you are not alone in this. Alright? There's a long hanging moment. And uh, the next thing that you hear, Albion, is the sound of his phone hanging up. Yeah, that's fair. And he looks up at uh, Desdemona and says, Okay. <laughs> Well, I guess it turns out I can actually tell you a little bit about something that I do know. You can trust it's about... me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, it's something about you, actually. What Pyburn did- This is probably going to take a small step backwards. Yeah, I get it. But um, what, what Pyburn knows about you, I know too. Ro is trying to catch Dez's eye to see if, like- she can silently be like, do I also know? There's no way Des can answer that right now, <laughs> non-verbally. <laughs> okay. You're not gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna try anything, are you, Ditko? No. No, I'm not. Okay. Because. Because if you're not comfortable having me here, I could just leave. Well. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, but, um, no, I've, uh, I think I've let myself become this, and he just sort of indicates to himself and uh you know the how he's he's clearly not been taking care of himself and he's clearly not been doing laundry or or anything uh, uh like any sort of upkeep whatsoever uh and just like i think that part of why i'm like this is so that i have a reason i have an excuse that i can tell someone like pyburn why I haven't done anything because I didn't want that I didn't want to know that I didn't want this knowledge I didn't want any of this but now now that I know what's in your head he just kind of points sort of gestures towards towards there it's like now I know that I'm supposed to be responsible for and he just he just shakes his head so he doesn't have to say anything and just rapidly back and forth and a little <laughs> small uh, little small motions, just like. You mean to tell me he, he told you just so you could do his dirty work for him? Well, you know, maybe, maybe that, maybe, maybe I'm a useful asset outside of all that. Who knows? I stopped trying to ascribe motive to that, that, that fed piece of fucking shit. He is, he really is, and I'm. I know it doesn't matter to you probably, but. I I wish I'd never heard that, and I'm so sorry that happened to Tell you. Tell him that I punched him. 
38 minutes in and the first bit of Darius we get is that. That's fantastic. <laughs> Tell them that I punched him. Oh, God. Look, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do anything stupid, okay? That's good to know because, uh, I don't know if I could protect you from him. He gets protective. So do I. And honestly, when it came down to it, I couldn't imagine that keeping you safe involved. <clears throat> I tend to, I think, make things about individual people. That's, uh, that's kind of a problem with me. But, you know, in many ways, it helped, helped with a lot of things, hurt with some others. I know this is supposed to be about keeping everyone safe, but I just couldn't get past the fact that killing you is no way to keep you safe. At least not in my book. And I'll have you know, too, that I don't intend for this to be permanent. We are working on getting rid of him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I bet you are. Because if you know what that thing is, I imagine there's barely a second goes by when you aren't thinking about exactly how to make that happen. God. You're damn right. That knowledge, well, I would say nearly, but I think it did break me, you know? I think that knowledge broke me, but you, you don't just have that knowledge. You, you can't escape it. You have it there, trapped inside of you all the time. And you know what? I think that might be final proof that you are, in fact, a stronger person than I ever really could be. Me thinking I deserved anything, that I was owed anything for my own efforts. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. You should probably go. Is Pyburn going to come back for you? He, he's going to, he's going to give me instructions at some point about things I need to do, things I can't tell anybody else about, things I need to keep secret, letters, letters burned as soon as I'm done reading them, that whole kind of bullshit. I will tell you this before we go, even though it wouldn't have changed anything regarding the knowledge you learned. I saved his life recently, and I won't make that mistake again, should it come to it. He just kind of looks at you with a, uh, trying to settle on which of the many emotions that statement pulled up, he should sort of take and make the, the front runner for, uh, current emotion in his head. Um, and, uh, he just, he finally settles on, I thought my protective streak was going to get me killed. <laughs> Des is also going to go to her bag that she packed because before she left, she threw some tea bags in her bag <laughs> and she's going to pull a couple out and put them on his counter and just go for dreamless sleep if you need it. And he just looks kind of, he looks down and looks up at you. Titko? What? What? Do you still have to do things for him if he can't find you? I don't, I don't follow. If you went somewhere that he couldn't locate you, no ties to you, would you still have to interact with him, do things for him? If you were hidden, what would that do for you? Would that help? What are you suggesting, Ro? What could you guarantee regarding that? He's an FBI agent. I have an apartment that I rent not in my name, as one to do, um, and I think it's hidden enough that 
you'd be fine. Because I may not like you, but you're a person. You need to be safe. He just kind of stares at you hard and tries to reconcile you, the person saying this to him, (laughs) with Rosetta Common, daughter of a mob boss who does shit in his town that he has investigated for years and who (laughs) has done mostly lie to him honestly just mostly lying uh, at this point. <laughs> known cop hater rosetta common offers exactly. to shelter cop <laughs> right so he's trying to parse that and figure out what's going on there and um he just looks at you and says yeah can't be any fucking worse than here all right sure sure why not all right wait ro um isn't um yep so isn't your guest i have oh there is one stipulation in this of course there is you're gonna have a roommate and you're gonna have to like her Buddy, this is Michael, your game master, your best friend, and you know what? I just want to emphasize again that I'm your best friend. That's the third thing this week. Best friend again. Why not? I love all of you who listen to our show, without exception. Even you, Mark, you know what you did. Thank you all so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, Again, your support means the world to me uh, and to all of us that work on this. And thank you again. It's it's just an incredible blessing uh, to contemplate every time that I record one of these. And speaking of blessings, I'm going to keep this break mercifully short. Uh, There won't be an ad read uh, this episode because it's been delayed enough already, but there will be a pocket note continuing the saga of that mysterious person who keeps writing in with pocket notes and creating a whole parallel fanfiction story. Once again, this pocket note is Two Albion Graves from Molly. It reads, Dear Cousin Albion, Lots to report today. They found that dog I was saying from my last letter, or at least most of him. He was up in the branches of a tree. I don't want to say too much more, just updating. He's alright, they just don't know what did it. I heard that voice again when I was taking out the trash, by the way. It was really sharp sounding this time. Kind of whistly. That new chemistry teacher at the high school, rest in peace Mr. Hillpan, was walking by. Said he couldn't hear what I was talking about. He also said some fairly rotten things to me, though. I hope our Spitfire Abby doesn't have him this year. It might be fun to help fill another classroom with pride flags, though. I got a raise at the vet's office, too. Said I'm real good at reading the animal's behavior. Sign M. If I was the jealous type, I would start getting jealous. Because this this mysterious author is maybe better at crafting a mystery than I am in a short amount of time. Anyway... I'll let you be the judge of that as you continue listening to this podcast. And maybe you can even engage in some friendly one-upsmanship of your own by getting a pocket note, getting me to read it, 
and you can go head to head. My voice against my voice, your ideas in my voice. Uh, this is a great pitch. I'm really selling people on the fact that you should have me read your words out loud. <laughs> Perfect job, Mike. A plus out of 10. To uh, Pocket Notes are at pocketpodcastnetwork.com slash shop, where you can also find all sorts of great merchandise for all the shows on the network, including ours. And speaking of the Pocket Podcast Network, we'd like to thank them as always for hosting our show, as well as other shows like Cult Classics and No Dice. Uh, Cult Classics is doing its annual holiday special run of episodes this year, so there's already some fun plans in motion there. Uh, look forward to that. I don't want to say too much, but um, it might be a little different this year. We'll see. We'll, we'll find out together. I think that covers everything. So without further ado, let's get to the back half of this episode together, shall we? Hi, I'm Brittany, and I have a bachelor's degree in film and television. And I'm Jessica, and I have a bachelor's degree in equine studies. What would happen if we put our heads together? We would come up with the new best worst horse movie. Like a movie where a horse is the best hard-boiled detective the city has ever seen. Or a movie where horses are fighting in the front lines in a space war. We're doing just that here at Cult Classics, a new show on the Pocket Podcast Network. Join us every other Monday for Good Horses, Bad Plots, and all the bad horse movies you never knew you needed in your life. Okay, so we established off mic, uh, you're going to get Sylvester's car, which is at the campus apartment that he has. So you're going to be listening to a lot of that phone call on the walk there. Um, but you do get there in decent time. So you two have been, what, driving back to Des's place to try to meet up with uh, Beaumont? Yep, and I've been spending a lot of this time on this phone call, which I assume has just ended as we've pulled in. Well, you have not made it to Dez's place yet, uh, is, is kind of the thing. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to assume that you kind of had to take a little time, like, sort of getting your bearings on the situation and then listening in on that phone call, and then eventually made the like determination yeah we should head back uh so this is this is going to be happening kind of simultaneous to the wrap up of uh the last scene um sylvester yeah it's your okay. car i am going to need you to make me a uh, an alertness roll um and then i'm also going to need you to make me a driving roll it's restricted by the alertness. So uh, your alertness target is going to be a five. Okay. I got a three. Okay. Should I so, also make a roll? Uh, you're not the one driving. So in this instance, uh, no. Uh, and I will explain why in a moment. Okay. So your your driving roll is going to be at a negative one, unless you want to uh, drop a fate point to make that alertness. Nope. All right, so you now have a driving uh, role that you need to make because all of a sudden um, your car is now spinning out of control. Uh, it just this sudden change in like the one part of the of the car just sort of 
lurches downward and your car starts sort of fishtailing and spinning about uh, in a very unexpected way. So to keep the car from uh, actually crashing, you need to make me a driving roll of three. If the car does crash, then uh, you will be subject to potential injury and the uh, farther off you are, then the worse this crash is going to be. Okay. I rolled a one. So it was oh, that with shit. your minus one yep. as well. Oh, amazing. So, oh, you might, you might want to do fate points. If you're off by three, I'm pretty sure that this car is going to flip over with you okay. in it. And we're letting yep. that happen. Oh my. Cause God. you're hoarding yep. fate points. <laughs> this is, is there anything I can do to it's fix like this? It's like hoarding vulnerabilities in Fire Emblem. You're going to need them all for the final boss, even if you've got 99 of them. <laughs> oh my uh, God. Just use one, Elliot! Okay. <laughs> well, okay. This honestly is fine because um, what's happening from, from the outside perspective of this vehicle, um, something appeared basically out of thin air. And uh, then one of your tires basically blew up. So uh, the fact that you... That's what I get for buying Firestone. So basically the fact that you were completely caught off guard from a, a violent reaction like that. Yeah, you weren't able to compensate in time. And um, the, the harsh jerk of the car from the fact that one of the wheels was not doing anything combined with the momentum has caused your car to uh, slowly roll over because you were not driving especially fast uh, since you were in residential uh, neighborhoods, just sort of, you know, moving between them at, at a decent clip. So the car has now rolled. I am going to make a roll for the environment. Oh and uh, OK, great. Um, so you're being flipped upside down once and landing on the roof of this vehicle. Uh, you are both, you're both buckled in, yeah? Sure. Yep. Okay. So that's going to give you a plus two against uh, this particular roll because uh, you're not going to immediately be dropped on your heads. So um, make me an... Gosh, I guess what I, I th endurance. I'm gonna go with an endurance roll, uh, and your target is gonna be a three, and you do have that nice seatbelt tag uh, that you can use to gain plus two. All right. Um. Why well, rolled neutral, but my endurance is a three. Eight. So okay. I'm gonna use that free seatbelt tag and take a five. So I succeed with style. So did you just say eight? Yeah. Okay. It's so that's a monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Sly, this is not your first rodeo with sudden car impacts. Yeah, have you ever seen Sam drive? <laughs> I, I meant, I meant earlier this game. You drove into a monster with a yeah, van. That was when Sam was driving. Oh, you mean the first time, right? The monster, right? Yes, the first. Sorry, time. Sorry, you mentioned yes. monster driving, and, honestly, and I'm thinking of Sam because that's usually where my mind goes to. Sylvester. <laughs> Sylvester, your insurance rates are going to be garbage. Insurance. <laughs> I bought this car off a of hobo. Oh my god. I'm amazed it hasn't blown up yet. So I'm amazed you guys keep getting in it. <laughs> I didn't shit. choose it. The car 
Ugh. Anyway, so, uh, since you have succeeded with aplomb, both of you, uh, you have successfully braced yourself as the car starts going over, so you just sort of rattle around in there, and now you are hanging upside down. Uh, but alarmingly, you can free yourself from your, uh, your seatbelt and your restraint and find yourself, uh, out of the vehicle, if you wish, without taking any harm whatsoever. Okay. Yep. Uh, you will have to, of course, get the, uh, airbags, you know, deflated a little bit so they get out of your way. Stab with knife. Albion is get it, is drawing Gugnir as he gets out of the car. Okay. Uh, great. Based so, on the day I've been having, I know this is shenanigans. It sure seems like it. So, uh, yeah, I am going to need both of you to make you me... You're going to pistol the next guy that says shenanigans? <laughs> He's got his gun out, so he can do it. Uh, I need both of you to make me an athletics roll, and that is going to be restricted by alertness. So your alertness on this one is a three. All right. Um, I hit that three with a neutral roll again. I'm rolling neutral tonight. On average, you should. I got a four for alertness. Okay, great. So your athletics rolls are going to be completely unrestricted. You are able to notice in time that something was heading your way with violent speed. So you're going to try to dodge out of the way of it. And let me get you your target number. Wow, you guys lucked out. Uh, your target is a three. Can I use Shadow Dancer or no? Um, I mean, you can. Yay, I'm gonna use Shadow Dancer. All right, with my athletics, I got a five. I rolled plus three. I rolled a seven. Okay, amazing. This dude so, is not prepared for us. No, whatever the fuck he is. Uh, these he dudes. He thought we were stuck out here with him. He's stuck out here with us. He said dudes, plural. Well... Yes, I did. These bad dudes, dudes were apparently not prepared for you. They are bad dudes. Um, and the next question is, are you tough enough? If we're going to keep making references to old <laughs> Nintendo games. Yeah. Yep. Um, yes. So I am going to have you both make me a quick lore roll uh, because these things are now uh, you've had a chance to actually see uh, the little bastards that took out your wheel uh, and flipped your car. So make me a quick lore roll target three. Uh, I rolled a four. Amazing. Sorry, what am I rolling? Well, lore. Oh. If you want to roll lore. No. <laughs> you know, I, I get it. So you're just going to take a pass. Mm -hmm. um, Albion. Yep. So when somebody says goblins, you tend to think... You know, little guys, kind of ineffectual, like cannon fodder. Not but real goblins. In this universe, the goblins that you have to deal with, you know, are not that. They are fast moving. They are uh, actually quite deadly. Um, they are they are known to ambush and uh, hit with surprise attacks before you can even realize that they're totally there they they strike quickly and then dive duck back into the shadows only to leap out at you again from where you weren't expecting 
So you now know that you've got a pair of goblins that are trying to kill you. Let's talk about your initiative. Well, I have an alertness three. And uh, Sly Gears is an alertness two, correct? Yeah. Okay. So they have acted. Um, I'm going to I'm going to give them that because you both pass your alertnesses to spot them. Uh, and I'm going to say that was their action in the round because their alertness is higher than yours. So Albion, yep. you are confronted with a little little sharp toothed monster. Uh, he is, of course, still short and uh, kind of, you know, still like kind of rounded in some ways with, you know, uh, pointy, uh, pointy ears and uh, cruel fangs uh, that happen to appear mixed within his otherwise sharp, grinning teeth. And he has a look of bright, violent mischief in his eyes uh, as he's turning around to go for another another pass at you with a, uh, a, a little blade held in, the, in his hand, you know, in reverse grip. Uh, so what are you doing? Uh, as we have established, Albion usually carries the peacemaker in his coat, which is the uh, revolver with shotgun shells that uh, has um, iron shaving rounds in it. Uh-huh. Is it fair to assume that I have that then? With the kind of day you're having, yeah, I'll let you have it. Yay. Cool. All right. Um, so Albion is going to draw that. Well, I hope you fellas are here to exchange insurance information because that was a hell of an accident. You're definitely at fault for that. Uh, raise the peacemaker and blam. Okay. Give me that roll. All right. That's guns plus four. And that is a plus two. That's a six. Okay. Not a good roll from our goblin quote unquote friend. So uh, he made a four. So you beat him by two. Uh, so you get two damage plus the weapon damage, which is how much? I think we settled on a three. I believe we did. Yeah. So that's going to be five damage that punches through his uh, natural resistance because it's iron. So he does not like that. Not at all. Um, it looks like you you get some you get some good little uh bits and bobs uh, sort of uh, shredding through here and there. Uh, it doesn't look like it has caused, um, it doesn't look like it's actually caused a, you know, like anything that sticks, but he clearly got some, took some pain uh, from, from that, you know, the, the spray nicked him and uh, he's, he's displeased uh, with this. So Sylvester, Yay. so you're going to kick the nearest goblin. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Yay. Another one. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> Another one. Punt goblin. Give me that, uh, give me that roll. Nine. You're swinging, uh, oh my, sh oh, jeez. Punt goblin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I I have a question. Okay. Um, it, is this a straight attack? Or when you say punt, do you mean you're literally trying to kick this guy away uh far far away yes. as a maneuver i'm trying okay. to kick him far far away like i am going to put him through the fucking tree um yeah actually um you i'm gonna let you have that called shot because you beat him by three yay die so 
he is getting uh, he's getting rocketed away. Uh, you see him sort of leaping toward you with uh, with two small blades uh, coming out, and you just you know that trajectory. He's coming into you. Uh, he's coming in at you, and you just intercept it with your foot uh, with a big old big old kick. Um, basically, you've decided. I want this guy uh, to go from like midfield all the way into the goal, and the goal is that tree. He's now in a tree, hey. so he's <laughs> he's currently stuck in a tree. <sighs> okay, it is now their turn. So uh, the one that is up in the tree makes some uh, makes some little kind of unpleasant screechy noises and just. <laughs> I just realized we get to hear your goblin voice, and I am so excited to share that with the world. Oh, finally. We and get uh, another mic voice. We can add that to the yeah. the two. Now there's a trio. Yeah, exactly. Now there's going to be three, you asshole. Now there's um, Mike, <laughs> Russian Mike, and Goblin Mike. It's also yeah. Fendra Lilu. Oh, yeah. I forgot about oh. Fendra Mike. Okay, so I've got four. Four. All right. And Goat Ta- Mike. Oh yeah, goat oh, Mike. Oh shit, I've got goat Mike now. Oh shit, a queen. Look at you. We're Almost half a dozen. We're racking up the roster, boys and girls and others. Oh shit, he's got Almost the enough to make Almost enough to make a reel. Okay. Yay. I can be a real voice actor like Sung Won Cho. So, <laughs> I'm going to uh yeah. Uh <laughs> Okay, enough of that. Um he he uh, you you faintly hear from the tree. Uh, you hear a bunch of like just rustling about in the uh, branches and sort of getting disentangled uh, from that. And uh, you hear a little voice from pretty far away because you did a good kick. Just asshole. And uh, then he uh, there's a sort of like and uh, he seems to have opened a way into the never never to extract himself from the tree he was stuck in. Huh. That's a thing. Yeah, meanwhile, uh, we have this little guy uh, who is attacking you, Albion, and he starts by, he looks at you, and then he decides that you just shot him with iron. That sucks. He doesn't like it. So he decides to uh, turn and run. He is running away from you. I am going to need you to make me an alertness roll right about now. Or else this maneuver that's happening is going to be a real problem for you. All right. I need to make an alertness roll. Yes, you do. All right. Um, and your alertness target is going to be a six. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, well, I better roll that then. <laughs> what did you get? I got all four pluses. Of course you did. That's a seven. Do you want me to send you a photo of the dice? I'm not going to touch them. No, no, it's fine. Look, I'll justify this. You've played Mortal Kombat before. You know what smoke does. Oh, God. <laughs> that, that is exactly what this goblin has attempted to do to you. Uh, he sort of zipped open away in front of him, pretending to be scared and running away. And uh, instead, he dove through it, knife out to try to get you from behind. Uh, so he does not get uh, any success on that maneuver, uh, but he is going to get to make an attack against you as uh, the, the maneuver was a supplemental that he was able to uh, perform. 
So he is still attacking you, uh, but you are aware of the direction he's coming from, so your athletics is completely unrestricted. All right, cool. I'm going to make that roll now. And that is against a four. Okay, for my athletics, that's going to be a five. Okay, um, I'm I'm just going to say that you you know you know this guy's game. You know what he's going to try to do. He's going to try to take you out in one go. So you just sort of drop, like you just sort of go flat on the ground real quick. Uh, and he uh he flies over you as you. Uh, do a quick little kip back to your to a squat so you can get back up and uh, engage again because uh, you were in control of that motion uh, to avoid him. And he sails over you and uh, makes a little frustrated sound uh, of consternation that you were able to predict his cool move. Um, so, yeah, meanwhile, Sly, uh the the guy that you kicked into the tree has popped up next to you. Uh, he doesn't get to do an attack on you because he had to get himself in, into a position where he could free himself. So he doesn't get that oh, benefit. Okay. Um, but he's now there. Uh, he's not immediately next to you. Uh, he just kind of popped out of wherever that way was going to drop him. So he's uh, he's, I'd say, in the same zone as you still. Okay. Uh, so you won't have to work too hard. I mean, you can run. So Albion, it is your turn. Cool. All right. It is time for, first of all, Albie's going to smirk and be like, I was trained by a Svartelf, so I know your game, stupid. And um, he's uh, going to, he's, he's close to this dude, right? Uh, fairly close. Yeah, he, he did a, he was, he was going for your vital bits up in the, up in the top, you know, like kind of your, trying to slash across your neck. So uh, he, he didn't get far away from you. Now, my turn. <laughs> Very close. Albion is not cocking the gun sideways, but he might as well be with the swagger he's shooting this man with. This goblin? Yes. Okay. You're right, I Take don't know the, the goblin's gender. That's fair. That's not fair. Alright, so the swagger with which I shoot this gobbo. Alright, it's not a great roll. It's only a plus one, so that is going to be a five. Um, I have only two fate points left, and we're not getting a refresh during this arc, so I'm going to keep that roll as is. Mm. Okay, he does actually meet uh, your role. So, alrighty, I am going to push uh, a fate point in then. Okay, I mean, if you want to, because he just, you know, he was able to scoot out of the way because he he noticed, like, oh, he's going to shoot me again. You know what? No, no, I'm going to let it happen. He's going to shoot me again, isn't he? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right, Sly. Um. Two gunshots later, what are you going to do about this little goblin that you did kick far away, uh, and then he came right back? Or is he behind me? The very next day. Is he behind me? Or? He's not totally behind you. He just ended up somewhere in your vicinity that you can easily reach Okay. The, with, a, with a quick little jaunt. Then I am going to... Oh, he's not within kicking range, is he? He's in the same zone as you, so technically, yes. Okay, so I'm going to... Do a good old-fashioned spin kick and just whip the shit out of my leg. Yeah, this time you're going for, for damage instead of uh, distance. Uh, cool maneuver. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I damage, thought you would get the hint, but he's kind of fucking stupid, so, you know. I hate to see a, <laughs> I hate to see a poor dumb animal suffer. <laughs> anyway. Okay, go for the kick. Dice time. Eight. Holy shit. Die. Okay. Yeah, uh, he ended up with a three. 
So, um, do your boots count as having a weapon rating? I'm trying to remember. I, I don't think they do. I think, I think they're, they're just they're there to catch. Yeah, they're only there for just like fucking up things that are weak against iron. I don't think I get a bonus okay. with it. So, if you do, you're going to land the spin kick. Um, it's not going to have, it's not going to put any, uh, consequences on this guy, uh, with five damage. Um, so if you want to drop a fate point to really hurt him, or you can just let the five point hit go through. He's unarmored, right? He is, as far as you can tell, unarmored. Okay. So can I make this a penalty kick? Uh, remind me, remind me what penalty kick Remind me of the wording of penalty kick. Uh, when using fists to strike an unarmored opponent, you are considered to have weapon two. Oh, okay then. Yep. All right. He's taking a mild consequence. Yay. Okay. So he is going to take the mild consequence of uh, bell rung because you you spin kicked the guy. Yay. So it's gonna it's gonna kind of bounce uh, off his head and he's just gonna wah. And uh, he's gonna like dizzily get his bearings back and uh, try to go for you again. This is just sad, man. Uh, Stop embarrassing yourself. So he is going to uh, now that it is their action, he's going to uh, actually do something maybe surprising and attempt to grapple. <laughs> he's going to attempt to get into close personal contact with you and climb all upon. Because jumping at you hasn't done great so far. So let's go, baby. So, okay. I'm I'm pretty sure that you are defending on this. Um, I think you get to defend with fists because uh, this is something you would normally be able to uh, go athletics. Yeah, usually, so, a, usually a strike is the best way to counter a grapple or a parry and then a strike. Mm, so, okay. So he's trying yeah, to like he, grab my leg or what? He's trying to grab your leg, okay. the dangerous leg that you have, so that he can climb up you and and start stabbing you, it seems. Seems legit. Uh, he, yeah, yeah, you know, it's what goblins might do. So <laughs> he's got a, uh, he, he rolled a, a six on this attempt. Ooh. So, uh, now does a grapple count as a close quarters attack? Um, it's not an attack, it's a maneuver. Mm, okay. All right, I see. So I guess I'll just have to roll and try shadow dancing. Do it. Do it. Seven. Cool. All right. Uh, so you do exactly the thing that you said, which was you parry. Yay. And then and then strike. And the strike is going to be on your your turn where you're like, ha idiot, you tried. Die. So Albion. Yes? This guy's got the same idea. Because gun can hit from far away knife hit from up close what if he up close so you can't just shoot him from far away or even like a few feet away so he's leaping to grab you and oh wow that is an eight and you're defending against that with athletics yeah i can't beat that with athletics that's why i didn't okay so i'm gonna try all right even with three pluses it's still only a five athletics Okay, so basically he's going to have grappled you at this point, is what's going to happen. Um, so he's he's just kind of latched himself onto your leg. Uh, and that was, that was his entire motion, so it's not like he's going to start stabbing you now. 
Uh, oh, he's planning to. We're gonna. He he's he's that, certainly but... planning to. Right, but he's not gonna get uh, a cheap shot on you this round. Yeah, so he's just there. All right, and it is also your turn. It is your turn. All right, so screw this guy. Um, here's my question. Um, would it be also as- fair to assume that I have my iron knuckles, essentially? Hmm. Mm. I feel like that can... is probably going to have to be a fate point for trunk full of bullshit. Yeah. Also, how can you use gun and iron knuckle? Well, I have yeah. I have two hands. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm going to say you have to pick one or the other mm. here, and you picked one mm. for this encounter. Firing a gun in a suburban area is not great. And you've already Didn't done you already it twice. Do it? You already did it. <laughs> I know. I don't want to keep firing so we could ex- walk away and be like, it was a hunter. But <laughs> uh, yeah, like any area that you are in traveling from downtown Burlington to residential Burlington is going to be a place where people can hunt. It's uh, Vermont. Yeah. It doesn't mean shit. Uh, I don't care. I'm going to shoot him. Okay. Whatever. You are. I mean, you already you tried are once. Risking, <laughs> you are risking life and limb. All right. So because of this grapple, uh, you are, I'm going to say that you have, uh, you have that grappled penalty you have to deal with in order to not hit your own self. So you're saying that with this guy at point blank range, I can't just like press the nos the uh, muzzle of my gun against him and just pull the trigger. Hey, hey, Tom, you're going to get the same answer. Because he's not going to passively sit there and let you do that. This is all part of, like, an active struggle. So you have, like, one of your limbs is basically just got this dead weight attached to it that is also moving and scrambling. Uh, so he's he's going to, like, understand what you're trying to do, and he's not just going to let it happen. And also, you're going to have to try to position that that weapon in such a way that you won't accidentally hit yourself with a conical discharge of a shotgun. Okay. So, yeah, this is this is difficult. This is why he got into close range with you is because he's able to he can hamper you a bit. So, uh give me give me your guns roll and just know that his defense roll is also going to be hindered. Actually, a knife would also make sense for Alvin to have. I wouldn't have to roll to have like a knife, right? I feel like I have to spend a fate point to have a knife, right? I thought you had a knife and a gun at the same time. You know, like Snake does, where he holds the gun and he has the knife in the other hand. Uh, no, he wants to be Albion two guns, Jackson. Oh, okay. Um, no, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I, If you want to have the knife on you, I'm going to make that a quick resources roll. Uh, and it's just going to be a target one. Yep, or okay. you could just like, I don't know, drop your body weight on him. Nah, goblins are strong, dude. Yeah. All right, uh, that is a resource. I hit a two. Okay, yeah, you have the knife. Go for it. All right, I'm going to pull my iron knife and stab him. Okay. Three pluses, attack of five. Wow. Okay, well, that's very good for you because his, uh, his, his grappling was able to offset his roll of plus two. Uh, so, good. He, he only hits a four, so he's going to take some damage from that. Um, he got stuck with a knife. Um, he's still going for you, though. Um, it doesn't look like you've done anything severe enough to warrant a consequence. Um, but I he is, am willing still to spend a fate point for that. Okay, if you want to. Yeah, uh, I do. Um, 
I'm going to um no, I'm not. You're right. You 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 keep on trying to talk me out of it and you have. I'm not trying to talk you out of anything. You can just go for it. I'm not No, I'm not, I'm not doing it. It's fine. Spend your precious resources. Mm. Give them to me. No. Okay. Well, Sly. Yeah. You you did a spin kick and then he unsuccessfully grappled you. Yeah. What comes next in this in this uh exchange? You did put a mild consequence on this guy of, you know, ringing his bell. I was can I kick him into the other goblin? <laughs> I mean, you can sure try. You'll probably knock Albion over also. I'm okay with that. I'm prepared to make that sacrifice. <laughs> this is a complicated maneuver, but I like it. Yay, I'm gonna do uh, it. Because you're trying to detach this thing from Albion's leg, and then Albion's going to have to roll against some stuff. Okay, I like this. This is fun. This is a fun image. Yes, Vegeta um, move! Yes, so you've you've posi- you've moved around the vehicle uh, to get to a position to kick this guy, and Albion has had to move uh, around a bit. So yes, I'm going to say you're in a position where you can, in fact, attempt to kick a goblin into a different goblin. Excellent. Okay, so roll me fists as a maneuver, and he's going to have to try to block it. Okay. You can freely tag your uh, bell rung that you've done. I will do that. Awesome. Give me that roll. How many points do I get for the bell rung tag? Uh, two. Okay. Because it's a mild consequence. Okay. So, five plus two plus two, nine. Shit, he rolled negatives. So, um, okay. You, you give this, this little goblin a soccer kick, uh, straight into the other one, and you have managed to angle that kick. Uh, you know, your practice against, like, you know, penalty kicks, like, trying to fake out the the guy, the, the goalie, you know, like, oh, he's gonna kick it this way. No, it's dive that way. Oh, no. So, yeah, you, you get this guy, and you knock him into the other goblin. So you have, uh, beaten the maneuver by a lot. Yay. And I'm gonna say that that is the adjustment on what this was gonna be for Albion. So, Albion, uh, to stay standing upright, you need to hit me an athletics of minus one with a minus two penalty for being grappled as you are. All right. Uh, I hit neutral. So, okay. So you ended up at zero. Yes. You don't topple. Amazingly, uh, he, he strikes these two goblins off each other in such a way that it uh, loses its grip on your leg and sort of falls off with some force. And uh, you are able to see it coming and uh, plant your feet and stay upright somehow. And uh, the goblins, now that they have sort of become entangled in each other, um, just sort of pop open away and both of them disappear through it. Oh, um, and... Uh, they are gone, and they do not seem to be coming back. Well, Sylvester, um, I think they were here to kill you on account of the duel, and uh, I think they just learned why you were selected for that duel. Oh, neat. Well, I'm going to call Triple A.
Sylvester. Nay. What would you like to do on your turn? Uh, kick the nearest. I mean, goblin. We're going to bleep that word. Yeah, you should do that. Yeah. So you're going to kick the nearest goblin. And the audience will never get to know what he said. So you're going to kick the nearest goblin. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Yay. Another one. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> Another one. Punt goblin. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to bleep that one. Too. I said punt. Punt goblin? I said punt goblin. Okay. I, I misheard that. You sure did. <laughs> yeah, you sure did. Oh, dear God. Nine. No. No, he's he's dropping back to the 35-yard line and punting. Nine. Yes, that's much better. Okay. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.